we doing, everybody? And welcome to an episode of Wisconsin Sports on the go with Trage. I am your host, Trage. Today, we are talking about a little bit of everything. We have the Brewers right away. Craig Council talking with, already talked to the Mets. He's going to be talking with the Cleveland Guardians now. So some in, in enticing news there out of the Brewers right now. Seeing what Craig Council is going to do moving forward and what the Brewers have to expect. You know, you look at the talk with David Stearns, and that's not really an interview. That's a contract negotiation. You know that. We know that as Brewer fans. David Stearns knows what he has with Craig Council. Worked with him for years in Milwaukee, so he knows exactly what he's getting when Craig Council walks in the building. So that's, I mean, that's where you're at with that right there. Guardians, same thing. They know what they have with Craig Council. They've seen him in the league for a while. He's a weathered manager, if you ask me. I mean, that's the best term I could put for it. He's been in the league for a while. He's a been there, done that guy. And the Guardians know what they're getting, too. So right now, it's not looking good for the Brewers. You look around, and everybody's telling you from the Brewers organization, from their standpoint, well, he's a Wisconsin guy. He doesn't want to leave Wisconsin. He wants to stay right where he's at. He doesn't want to get too far away. I don't know. I, I really don't think he'd be looking at these other jobs, or these. he wouldn't even be even uh, remotely thinking about them if it was true that he wanted to stay completely with the Brewers. So interesting news out there with the Brewers. We're going to keep up to date on it and see if there's any developments out of that situation. But with that, I want to jump over into Badger basketball because we have the Badgers coming up here pretty soon, starting November 6th. They're going to have an exhibition game against UW-Stevens Point on the 1st of November. But the 6th is when they officially tip off the season there. So looking at this Badger team and what we kind of expect out of the Badgers going into this next season here. So looking at the Badgers, you're going to have your same starters back from last year. Chucky Hepburn, uh, Stephen Crowell, Tyler Wall, Connor Asesian, Max Klusman. So you're getting your cast the characters back from last season. That team that we thought would have a little bit more promise than what they did had some decent wins in there, but just couldn't stick it when it counted the most. They went through their struggles last season there. Just one, I'm jumping over to my stats from last year. So looking at this team from last year, Chucky kind of had an up and down season. He was the leader in scoring 12.2 a game, but Chucky did struggle mightily from three he struggled uh in the lane not something we expected out of chucky in his second year so look for a big bounce back year from chucky this season also guys like stephen crowell and connor asesian tyler wall he struggled after that injury i expect good things out of tyler wall max klesman coming back for his second year his first year was kind of forced it seemed like going into his second year he seems to be in his own now so good to see from max klesman there especially in the red-white scrimmage and um, in practices so far. It's looked like Max Klesman has a little bit more control, so that's good to see. Coming into this, you are losing minutes with Jordan Davis, but you're adding a guy like A.J. Storr. And Storr, that's a guy we really want to get into. He's got a lot of athleticism. He's a great shooter. He's going to be able to drive it for you, and I think A.J. Storr is going to add another scoring option for the Badgers. I don't know where it's going to be, though. I don't know if it's going to be off the bench or if it's going to be in the starting rotation for the Badger team. We have seen Connor Seijan 
playing with the second team so far. So maybe we're going to see Star in the starting lineup and see a Siegen come off the bench. Maybe we're going to see Max Klesman come off the bench. It's a lot of speculation. We're going to have to wait and see. I do think Guard's going to work with it a little bit and see what really truly does flow for this team. Looking at the freshmen coming into this year, it looks like Nolan Winter is expected to get some minutes here. And that is going to be something to see. Nolan Winter did impress in that red-white scrimmage. I thought Gus Yeldon played a pretty good game in there too. I think the Badgers are deeper than they've been in a while now. And I think that's going to be huge for the Badgers. You look at last season, they were lacking that sixth man. Somebody coming off the bench that was going to add that scoring when everybody else was either out or whatever it was. Jordan Davis was not that guy. He was not that guy for the Badgers last year. Going into this season, having if Storr doesn't start, if Klesman comes off the bench, if a season comes off the bench, I think that adds a lot of depth, and that's your sixth man now. You're going to have that sixth man. And then the bench behind that gets even deeper. Kamari McGee deep on the bench there. Isaac Lindsley coming off the bench there for this Badger team. Even having guys like Marcus Ilver, and then you're going to have the additions of Nolan Winter, Gus Yeldon. You're going to have Chris Hodges. You have a deep bench now. John Blackwell can play guard for this Badger team. So I think the Badgers are deeper than ever right now. Not, not skill-wise, we haven't seen it yet. Maybe they will develop into what we hope, and that is that Nolan Winter is going to be a dominant scorer. Gus Yeldon is going to be great in the paint. Um, having guys like John Blackwell, he's going to be able to take over a little bit of the guard, um, position when needed. Kamari McGee is going to step up. AJ Storr is going to have an impressive second year in college basketball. And looking at your starters, Steven Crowell is going to have a big bounce back here, here. And looking at even, uh, I even forgot about him, Carter Gilmore. It looks like he's starting to uh, develop a jump shot. So maybe Gilmore is going to become a more of an offensive threat for you. Tyler Wall. You don't know what to expect from Wall. The three-point game kind of started to, he wasn't consistent, but it started to come around last year. Maybe Tyler Wall steps into his own coming into this next season, and the Badgers get that much deeper and that much more potent on the offensive end of the court. And that is some, some things to look forward to coming into this next season. Looking at the schedule for the Badgers, that's where it starts to get interesting. Looking at their first game, Arkansas State on November 6th, like we were talking, that's not the one I'm looking at. Second game of the season, you have number nine, Tennessee, coming to the Kohl Center. That is going to be a huge game right there. And then you also play Providence right after that at Providence. Providence always seems to be a tough game for Wisconsin. Then you get a little bit of break, Robert Morris, but then you follow it up with Virginia. Virginia, underneath Tony Bennett's leadership, Always right there. And then you're looking at Western Illinois, followed up by ranked matchups, three in a row. Marquette, you're going to play at home at the Kohl Center. Then you're going to get a game against number four, Michigan State, at Michigan State, followed up by a game against number 12, Arizona, at Arizona. That is going to be a really tough beginning of the year for Wisconsin. You have, I mean, I just named them all off there. You have six games right off the bat that could it could really put you into a great tournament bid and it could also set you up for we need to win most of if not three quarters of our big 10 schedule if we want to get a great bid going into the ncaa tournament you have to come out of that stretch four and six four out of your six games four and two is what i mean by that you have to come out of that at least four and two three and three would be terrible i mean if you win three of those games you beat tennessee you beat Providence, 
you beat, say, Marquette, lose to Virginia, lose to Michigan State, lose to Arizona, it's not the end of the world. But a 4-2 and two stretch in there, that sets you up perfect going into that Big Ten schedule. Because that Chicago State game against Chicago State, I know it's Chicago State. You don't expect a lot. They do have some pretty good players on that Chicago State team. Two five-star, they're twins on that uh, Chicago State team. They will, they're not going to fold. I think Chicago State could be a pretty tough uh, non-conference game to end with there because then they jump into the Big Ten slate and then you're going to play teams like Iowa and Nebraska, Ohio State, Northwestern. I mean, you're going to have your normal Big Ten opponents, but this beginning of the season schedule for Wisconsin is going to be a rough one. And it's going to be all about weathering the storm. Can you go 4-2 and two against those top-ranked teams and also win the games you're supposed to? Arkansas State, Robert Morris, uh, Western Illinois, Jacksonville State, Chicago State. Can you win those games? Prove that you can beat the non, you know, they're not in your, um, not in your league teams. And then these ranked matchups, can you handle them? And can you, if you lose to Tennessee, can you play close? Can you keep it close at home? You beat Tennessee. Okay, so now you go to Michigan State. Do you get blown out by Michigan State or do you play a close, close contest? Arizona, same thing. They look at good losses just the same as they look at huge wins. Huge wins there, but also a good loss isn't terrible for your resume. Four and two, three and three, that's what you got to go on that stretch. You cannot afford to go two and four. You can't afford to go one and five. You cannot afford to lose all of them. You got to win some of these ranked matchups right away and prove that you are a team to be reckoned with in the Big Ten schedule. But with that, we're going to get more into the Badgers here coming up next week, leading up into that first week of action. But right now, we're going to look over at the Packers because the Packers, Jordan Love did come out and he stated that uh, right now, he feels that the Packers are right there. And my question is, what does that mean? What does Jordan Love mean when he says we're right there? We're right on the edge. And in it, he says, I feel like we're right there. You know, we're too inconsistent right now on offense. We're not making plays. We have opportunities. We're just not capitalizing. That's on everybody. But we pretty much just said we're right there. If we make those plays, if the ball is bouncing the other way and we're making those plays instead of not making those plays, these are totally different games. So when I look at that, I really thought, you know, I need to dig dig into the stats. I got to dig into the stats and try and figure out what does he mean by we're right there. So I look at I looked at the stats, team stats. So this is basically Jordan Love stats right here. So completion percentage right now for the Packers, 57.9% right now they're ranked in the league as a team. So that's 136 for out of 235 pass attempts right there yards per attempt right now the Packers are sitting at 6.4 they are actually three four five six seven eight ninth from the bottom they are sitting right at the bottom of the league there in yards per attempt we look at passing yards that's where it gets a little bit interesting they are currently looking at passing yards on the season they're sitting at the bottom 1506 right now the Packers are on the season right now Looking at touchdowns for this Packers team, again, they're sitting they're sitting middle of the pack there. 11 touchdowns on the year. Interceptions for the Packers sitting at eight. 
on this season here. They are at the bottom of the league. They have thrown just about the most picks. If Jimmy G wasn't chucking them all for the Raiders right now, the Packers would be right there. I mean, they are at the bottom of the league right now. Looking at first downs, just first downs for this Packers team. They are sitting at 76 first downs on the season right now. Put that in perspective with a team like the Dolphins, who is sitting at 120 first downs on the season. The only teams worse than the Packers, Broncos, Giants, Browns, Steelers, Jets, Titans. That's uh, not a very good uh, group to be in right there if you're grouping this up. Looking at plays of 20-plus yards or more. The Packers right now, 16 plays of 20-plus yards or more passing. Above the Jets, Panthers, Raiders, and Bengals. Looking at plays of 40-plus yards, Packers currently sitting at three. Moving up towards the middle of the pack there right now. Looking at their uh, sacks per game there, getting sacked by... uh, getting sacked right now the Packers are sitting at 14 on the season right now so they're actually towards the bottom there right now in sacks but looking at that passing attack for right now for this Packers team I'm not seeing where we're getting there we're right there we're right on the edge looking at rushing yards for this Packers team 619 on the season put that in perspective with the Dolphins who are av- who are at right now 1214 yards rushing yards per carry this packers team is sitting at 3.8 right now that is just above the bottom looking at rushing touchdowns on the season four four rushing touchdowns rushing plays of 20 plus yards or more they have three 40 plus yards or more That's a little bit tougher to come by. So they are sitting at zero right now. Looking at their long on the season, they're rushing uh, long on the season right now, 26 yards. 26 yards. They are sitting rushing for first downs. They are sitting at 31 on this season here. Rushing fumbles on this uh, young season, two on this season so far. So I'm looking at the Packers passing game, rushing game, bottom of the league. Across the board, bottom of the league. Where in that is telling me we're right there? I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it in those stats. Looking at receiving right now. We look at yards receiving for this Packers team. Well, we don't have to look at it. I just baffled myself there. It matches up with the pass game. That was a blunder on myself there. I'll take ownership in that one. Looking at receiving touchdowns on the season 11 for this Packers team. It's just, I mean, you just keep digging, and I'm not going to keep boring you with the stats, but you keep digging and you keep digging through these stats right now, and it's nothing is there for this Packers team. Looking at, uh, let's look at Packers, just individual stats for the Packers right now. Total first downs for the Packers, 122 on this season, 150 for the opponents so far. First downs, rushing, passing by penalty. They have 31 rushing, 76 passing. By penalty, they're sitting at 15. Opponents right now are averaging 59 first downs by rushing, 78 first downs by passing, and 13 by penalty right now. Third down conversions, 38 for 94 on the season right now for the Packers. Opponents, 40 for 102. 
you look at the difference in these two, the defense is doing their job. I mean, they're doing their job. They're doing a pretty good job right now. I mean, you look at third down percentage right now, 40 for 102. That's some pretty good work on your defense right now. Packers, 38 for uh, 94. Struggling to get the uh, first down there on third. Fourth down conversions, they're 50%. 7 for 14 right now. Opponents right now are 9 for 12, though, against the Packers there on fourth down. Total offensive yards, the Packers have 2,009 total offensive yards. The opponents are at 2,374. So your defense is keeping it relatively close. And the offense just can't capitalize. You're looking at the offense there, 411 plays on the season, an average of 4.9 yards. The opponents are at 469, and they are averaging 5.1 average yards right now. Total rushing yards, we already went through it there, but 619 for the Packers. Opponents are averaging 924 against this Packers team. Rushing plays right now, they're at 162. 3.8 is their average. The rush defense for the Packers is where they struggle. They struggle stopping the run because you look at the flip side of that total passing yards, they've only given up 1,450 yards. Because if you put that into perspective, for the Packers, 1,506 yards for the Packers there on offense passing. Right now, they're sitting passing uh, completions. Right now, they have 136 for 235, eight interceptions, 6.4 average for them right now. Looking at the flip side of that, 153 for 226, four interceptions by this defense, and 6.4 yards on average. 14 sacks so far. They've sacked the opponent 19 times. Field goals, they're 9 for 10 on this season, 15 of 20 for opponents so far. 16 touchdowns, 16 touchdowns by opponents. So if you put that into perspective by the games they played, the offense, you look at that and you you see how truly the offense is what is dragging the feet right now. The defense hasn't been a huge problem. I mean, they've had moments where they've been a problem. But all in all, as much struggle as Joel Berry has running a defense, the Packers defense isn't the true problem of the Green Bay Packers. It relies in the offense. Jordan Love not if it if it isn't Jordan Love and I I we've I've talked about it I've talked about what's going on and what I think about Jordan Love right now but when you think about it from the perspective of okay Jordan Love is young what does Matt LaFleur need to do for him and I don't think Matt LaFleur is doing that for him so what do we what is our next step Matt LaFleur said there was going to be big changes are we going to see somebody else come in to call plays because you are struggling at it right now We are not seeing an uptick in the offense. We're watching the same mistakes over and over again. And I think the Packers really need to emphasize moving forward, making an offensive scheme that's going to rely on Jordan Love's skills. Not what Aaron Rodgers could have done for the Packers. Not what Devontae Adams with Rodgers. Not what receivers before that could have done. What Jordan Love can do with the weapons he has now and focusing this team up. Getting this team organized that when they walk out there, this is what you got to do. I look at it as simply as an organized and a well put together machine is going to run correctly. And it's going to have flukes along the way. Something might go out. Your starter might go out. You might need a new spark plug. You might need to put gas in the engine every once in a while. But, or you might need to. Even oil. You might need oil or up. I don't know. I'm trying to do different analogies here. 
stick with me. But the Packers are missing that. They're not putting it into the machine right now. You look at what the Patriots had going for them for years. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, they called it a well-oiled machine. You could plug anybody in and you could make it happen. You could make something happen with whoever was there. When I look at the Packers right now, this is not a well-oiled machine. This is not even close to a machine. You couldn't plug random guys in this offense and make it work right now. We got receivers running the same routes. We have pre-snap penalties. We have a quarterback who doesn't really seem to know what's going on at times. We have guys running out on it. Jordan Love looks like he's going to pass, and we have receivers blocking down the field. Week after week, we're seeing this. So where is the underlying factor to the entire thing? And that is that these guys are disorganized, and it is on our head coach, Matt LaFleur, to figure this one out. But I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to leave you with that for today. I want to jump more into the Packers tomorrow, talk a little bit more about the Badgers football, and maybe we'll see a little bit about the Bucks. Check in on that. And we'll also be talking about last weekend's uh, NFL schedule and also be looking forward to this next weekend here in the matchup coming up and talk about what, what needs to happen to possibly pick up wins, not only for Badger football, but also for the Packers there. But with that, thank you guys for listening. This has been another episode of Wisconsin Sports on the go with Trage. Thank you guys for listening. Deuces.